this webinar where we will be discussing the upcoming COP26 climate conference, which is due to take place in Glasgow in November later this year. My name is Harry Narayan, and I'm here today with my colleague, Alex McBean. We are both um, part of the Operational Risk Environment Team at Travis Smith. The team as a whole, and Travis Smith more widely, has been tracking um, the lead up to COP26 very closely over the last year. Today we're going to have a brief discussion about what COP26 is, why it's so important, and some of the main issues we anticipate will be subject to detailed negotiations at the conference. So, first things first, Alex, what is COP26? Thank you, Harry. So, COP26 is the 26th session of the Conference of the Parties to the UNFCCC, which for you and I is the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Summit will be attended by heads of state, climate experts and campaigners with the plan to agree and commit to accelerating action on the Paris Agreement and to set out the targets within it and meet them. The summit is being hosted in the UK in Glasgow this year from the 1st to 12th of November. So why are we talking about the Paris Agreement and why are we talking about the targets in there? Well, the Paris Agreement came out of COP21, which took place back in 2015, and was adopted by 197 countries around the world. Its goal is to limit global temperature increases to well below 2 degrees compared to pre-industrial levels, and to make efforts to limit increases even further still to 1.5 degrees. So the Paris Agreement is significant because it was the first time nations around the world entered into a legally binding agreement to combat climate change. And the UK was the first, one of the first countries even, to implement the Paris Agreement goals within its Climate Change Act. Interestingly, the Paris Agreement is designed to work on a five-year cyclical ratchet basis. And what does that mean? Well, essentially, uh, countries set emissions targets back in 2015, and 20, well, 2021, so COP26, allows parties the opportunity to assess how far they've managed to reach those targets and to set new and hopefully ambitious targets for the next five-year basis. So what were the initial 2020 targets? The first one included signatories announcing nationally determined contributions, NDCs. And these are essentially a country set target to reduce national emissions and adapt to the impacts of climate change. So this we saw more recently in December 2020 with the UK government's increase of its NDC commitments, which is a demonstration of this ratchet ability of the Paris Agreement. Yeah, and the next part is uh, revealing the long-term strategy to decarbonise countries' economies by 2050. Um, so in advance of COP26, we're expecting that the UK's net zero strategy will be released, um, which will be very exciting when that comes out. Another of those key targets was for developed countries to scale up their climate finance allocations to at least 100 billion per year by 2020. So this is designed to reflect the financial imbalance across the globe and help those states that are considered to be the most vulnerable to climate change impact. Yeah, so why is COP26 so important? So COP26 presents a crucial opportunity to reflect on what has been achieved and importantly what is left to be achieved five years on from the Paris Agreement. It is also the first time that nations will be convening since the US's departure and subsequent re-entry to the Paris Agreement, which has been seen by many as a disruptive influence on achieving the initial goals that were set. It's also an important time, I guess, to reflect on the IPCC's most recent report on the physical climate science basis of climate change. So the IPCC report 
didn't shy away from the catastrophic and in some cases irreversible impacts that humanity has had on the globe, on oceans and on the atmosphere. The IPCC's view was, however, that it's still not too late to slow this neg negative climate trend, and in particular, this needed to be done by ceasing use of fossil fuels and deforestation. Yeah, that's completely right, Alex. Um, some of the IPCC's main findings are as follows. It is indisputable that human contributions are causing climate change and making extreme weather events more frequent and severe. Climate change is affecting every region in the world. Every fraction of warming will affect every region in multiple ways. Strong, rapid reductions in carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gas emissions will be required to limit global warming. The report presents, as expected, some really truly alarming statistics. For instance, current CO2 concentration is at its highest rate in 2 million years, and sea levels are rising at their fastest rate for 3,000 years. These hidden facts are sometimes accompanied by physical discernible impacts, such as extreme heat, rainfall and droughts, which affects animals, agriculture and the wider ecosystem. And some of these climate impacts are unprecedented in intensity and have never been seen before. And this has led to the UN Secretary Antonio Guterres saying that this report is code red for humanity. So against that pretty concerning backdrop, the key question is what are the main goals, main targets for COP26 and for parties who are joining for it? Yeah, and so there are four goals that have been flagged um, for COP26. The first of these is securing net zero emissions by the middle of this century and to keeping um, global warming to well below 1.5 degrees. So we expect this to happen through the first of these being developing, developing a carbon market mechanism. So many carbon markets already exist. The biggest one is the EU emission trading system, um, which the UK has also implemented its own version of the UK ETS. A lot of disagreement, however, persists on the exact mechanisms of a new carbon market which will be applicable to all the signatories of uh, the Paris Agreement and the rules for international transfers and such as how these will coexist with existing carbon markets like the UK ETS and the EU ETS. But COP26 will provide a platform to bring together the many diverse views on this matter and so that hopefully a consensus can finally be met. It's also an opportunity to put forward and accelerate the phase out of coal, so fossil fuels, and encourage investment in renewable energy and in a move towards electric vehicles. So this is currently, the phase out of coal is currently a target on the government, UK government's agenda by 2030. Yes, and then the second um, major role of COP26 is to consider adapting to protect communities and natural habitats. So this will involve using nature-based solutions which focus on forestry, agriculture, and how ecosystems can be helped to fight against the worst consequences of global warming by both absorbing emissions and increasingly mitigating against some of the worst impacts of emissions. Uh, and these will be increasingly important in helping countries reach their net zero carbon commitments. Unfortunately, COP15, the Convention on Biological Diversity, has been delayed this year, but it is due to take place in two parts, one part which will be held in later this year and the next part which we held in spring of the following year. And then I think the third target is to mobilise finance and we've already talked about the $100 billion financial target set by the UNFCCC for developed nations. So 20, COP26 will allow parties to assess their 
ability to hit that target and whether or not they can increase those goals moving forward. We've already seen in the EU the Sustainable Finance Initiative, which includes the Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, and the UK as well is implementing its own and developing its own green taxonomy, which is designed to be a common framework which will set the bar for investments and can be that can be defined as environmentally sustainable, which is supposed to support investments in sustainable products and projects and boost efforts to tackle climate change. Yes, and what will also be important is funding and the finance piece. So that is funding for loss of damage. So countries will need to address a funding mechanism for dealing with the worst impacts of climate change, especially where, uh, especially where developing countries, who are often impacted more directly through flooding or forest fires, fires or sea level rise, are uh, experienced loss and damage. And then the final target for COP26 is working together to deliver. And I guess what that is really talking about is finalising the Paris rulebook, which are the rules that make the Paris Agreement work and operational, and then also the collaboration between governments into hitting these targets and setting new ambitious goals for them. Well, thank you very much, Alex. And just some final thoughts from us. So it's been said that this year's Climate Summit is the world's last best chance for averting the worst environmental consequences of climate change and those sentiments have been shared by the COP26 president, Alok Sharma. It seems over the last couple of years we've finally developed the collective will to make a difference and take the steps that we need to to combat climate change, but it remains to be seen whether a way can be found forward to make the necessary changes to get this done. Thanks for watching and thank you for your time Alex. Um, for the latest thoughts on COP26 please check out our website.